Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7, uh, Threat Talks, Critical Update on Sunburst and the Solar Winds Compromise. Today, I have Fabian Franco, Jay Grant, and myself, Kevin Golis. We just wanted to go over some of the important aspects of the Sunburst Solar Winds Compromise. We thought it would be appropriate, um, you know, because this is probably one of the largest compromises we've seen, uh, definitely in 2020, if not ever, right, as it relates to um, the compromise and what, how it affects governments as well as corporations. So we wanted to kind of cut level set of exactly what the solar winds sunburst compromise is. It looks like FireEye uh, on December 13th released information about the sunburst solar winds supply chain compromise. The earliest that we can see the compromise is back in April of 2020. It's the earliest that we've seen it through our breach response um, investigations. Um, it appears to affect about 18,000 SolarWind customers that are on the Horizon platform. Of that, there's a, tip, there's a total of 33,000, according to SolarWinds, that have the Orion um, platform. But again, I think there's over 300,000 customers total on solar winds. And with, since this is a supply chain compromise, and we'll get into what that means, I would assume, you cannot assume that this is only on that particular platform, right? And we'll get into that as we, we talk about this, but you have to assume that it's not just the 18,000 people that are running the Horizon. Uh, we would like to ex express that you have to assume uh, at 100% if you're running solar winds, that you need to validate that you're not compromised. Don't assume that you're not, you need to go validate that. And I think we'll talk about that with Fabian and Jay of exactly how you need to do that from a detection standpoint. And then once you find it, how to protect yourself, right? And remove that malware from your system and what that actually means. So I wanted to get into it, Fabian and Jay. Uh, so that's why it's important, right? Because SolarWinds is a, a network management software platform that a lot of customers run. Like I said, I think it was over 300,000. Would that be, and that's both government and commercial companies, right? So the compromise is really impactful and exponential. What are some of the things that we can tell folks about when it comes down to detection? Yeah, hey, Kevin, this is, this is Fabian. So um, a couple of points I want to address on that, right, is, is to expand how, how critical SolarWinds is, is that essentially it's a trusted application that people are letting into their environment with uh, domain admin credentials. So meaning that they have king, the keys to the kingdom um, in their environment because they can access the domain controllers. Typically you install SolarWinds all over your environment. And so it, it's a trusted application. So this is why it's so critical for, for you to, um, as an organization to make sure to validate that you are not infected right by doing analysis and so whether that's collecting a memory capture um, having your mdr service adding the i the known iocs to detect any type of behavior going through the iis logs uh performing forensics and and doing the actual um work on it to, to verify that you're not infected, just like you said, Kevin. So you should treat it as if you are infected initially. Um, do your analysis, see if you can identify any new IOCs that may be generated, and then uh, use that analysis to determine on whether you actually are infected or not. 
You know, one thing I'd like to add um, onto this as well as um, take the significance of this seriously because we've seen supply chain attacks occur before in the past, 2018 in specific, where, um, you know, the supply chain has been open source software, right? Like CCleaner, some of those other things that, um, you know, are open source downloads. But the significance here is, is that this is a supply chain of a vendor and the vendor's inherent requirement for their platform to work is to have administrative access to what it's connected to. So the significance here, you know, pales in comparison. And then there's cascading effects that we don't even know um, that could continue to go down the path. So detection, you know, I feel like there's detection now and there's also gonna be variations of detections as well. Would you agree with that Fabian? Yes, uh, a absolutely, absolutely. And and the other thing I want to add um, that, that we've actually seen in our practice, Kevin, uh, doing breach responses is that um, we've actually been doing threat hunts, threat hunts for a couple clients, and we, we've seen the aspect of where people thought they were they were protected and it didn't affect them because they're running a an EDR solution, and um, it actually turned out the EDR solution was actually whitelisting the application, which that's a little bit concerning uh, from a security perspective, right? You're trusting this third-party application that it will be good, that nothing bad's occurring. And so uh, the EDR is not even actually looking at that particular applications on what they're doing and, and identifying the badness. And so it was running freely doing the badness. And so that just also stresses the importance of having an MDR or an MSSP so that you can do the validation on top of those products that, that are out there trying to find badness. Yeah, and I, think, and I think that's an important thing. And one of the other things that we were talking about earlier was maybe we have a couple customers, right, Fabian, that have come to us and they don't have SolarWinds, but yet the partners or their third-party providers do and on a couple of occasions, which we're kind of in the middle of, we're trying to validate if that's the compromise, the attack vector was through the third party. So just because you may not have solar winds, right? So you don't want to just assume that you're good. You might actually be compromised, but through your third party, you know, we, you know not to get into a, hist a history lesson, but we've seen that with, I think, Target and a couple of the other ones where, you know, they were compromised by their third party vendors, right? Even HVAC vendors of you know their weak security so just because you don't have solar winds don't think that you may not be affected because your partners might have solar winds right um so that's just another thing to 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 kind of think about we call it like the false confidence right hey i don't have solar winds so i'm not compromised that's not a true statement i think you need to do your due diligence and go through and say okay what people what partners touch my network what access do they have and you know i need to kind of like you know, recurse through that to make sure that I am not at risk or compromised. And, you know, to your point, I think, Fabian, you know, whether it's someone like ourselves, a third party conducting threat hunt, or you internally have that capability to do it, you definitely need to do that regardless, right? Because you definitely need to validate what is, what is on my network, what is happening, is there something that I need to look into further? And that'll kind of move us right into kind of like the, the uh, into the, uh, like investigations, how to protect yourself. So we were talking about that. So if you see an actual uh, server machine that is compromised, 
one of the things that we were talking about, Fabian, is actually going and doing memory collection and analysis, right? Because if you find that machine that's infected, it's time to then go do that collection and analysis of that memory because that's really going to prove fruitful for you on the investigation and what the, uh, what the actual compromise was. You want to add to that? Absolutely. And, and so at that point, you should turn into a full-blown incident response investigation. And, and so you, you know the initial scope was uh, the SolarWinds system itself and the backdoor that the threat actors had to gain access. And then now you need to go start investigating into your network of what did they do next, right? What footholds did they add? Did they create accounts, uh, privilege accounts? Did they move laterally? And um, initial reporting is that this threat actor likes to live off the land. And so that's where you're going to have to go do the, the full IR breach response and looking to see what, what they did, where did they move, what systems did they touch, um, are they starting to grab data? Did they exfiltrate any data? And, and so that's where um, you, you really got to focus in on this, this IR engagement around this attack. You know, Kev, uh, you know exactly where I'm going to go. I'm going to get on my, <clears throat> my soapbox for architecture, right? So to, to add on to what Fabian's saying as well, you need to also kind of take a step back and look at your overall architecture from you know, if you're all cloud, if you're all on-prem, or if you're hybrid, where is my data setting? Where's my most critical data setting? And if it's being, you know, taken care of in a, let's say, a SaaS application, um, did I talk to that SaaS provider? And did I find out what they're doing? Did I find out if they looked at my tenant, you know, within the cloud and understand, you know, what vulnerabilities are there, whether your data secure, if it's a hybrid where, You've got some of your um, application on-prem, maybe it's a, a Oracle setup, you know, inside your data center that connects to the SaaS application. Either one of those could be a point of entry, right? Whether it's the provider that had SolarWinds and it comes into your data center then and then can it move laterally. So the architecture is so important to understand, you know, where your traffic is, where your data is, what the flow is, and how can it be infected and to make sure, you know, to, to Fabian's point that you're then doing that proper analysis in the correct areas. Yeah, and, and what I think what I also want to highlight is this is on the SolarWinds compromise that we now know about. Remember, I talked about how we've seen it compromised all the way back to April. So if, if you were compromised back in April and we just found out about it, I think it was December 13th, what has happened from April to December 13th, right? You need to go validate that those particular systems or the, your network, or like we were talking about, like on a breach response, what has happened since that compromise and until detection, right? And then to Jay's point, you need to understand from an, uh, an architectural standpoint, what, what cloud partnerships do you have? What, what cloud environments do you have? Or what, what's in the cloud, right? There's like, there's a whole nother aspect you need to look at but then also keep in mind, that's the SolarWinds compromise that we know about. What is it that we don't know about? So we go back to the detection. Conducting a threat hunt is, is, is a very, very valid first step, right? Because you're looking at everything. You're not just looking at that SolarWinds particular server and then backtracking from there. You're looking at your entire environment and understanding, to Fabian's quote, the badness that's going on on your network, right? 
that's what you really need to do because that will kind of cover you, whether it's solar winds, whether it's another compromise, because that's all we know of right now. And as far as I know, Jay and um, Fabian, keep me honest, we don't know. I don't think it's been reported how that got compromised. Yes, it's a supply chain compromise, but I don't think they know if it was an internal employee, was it you know malware that they downloaded, or how, how did it get into the supply chain? How did it get into that software update? I don't think that's come out yet. So we really have no idea if it's just the one platform that's been affected or is it all of their customer base? We really don't know that, correct? That's correct. I haven't seen anything um, that's come out yet as to the origin of how it, how it occurred. And I mean, you can, you can think of the fact that obviously since we're in the middle of uh, COVID, everyone has kind of shifted um, how they're performing work with people working from home and everything else. So was there, you know, and this is all speculation, was there a change in um, how they did their supply chain and, and that opened up a vulnerability? I mean, we don't know. We're going to have to pay attention to it. And I think that what is um, highly important with that is to also recognize we're really in phase one because that's it's what we know right now. Is there a phase two of this attack? What does that look like? What is it targeted towards? You know, these are the things that, you know, to your point, Kevin, we have to be diligent on with these threat hunts and not only just doing a threat hunt now, but understand that we're in the middle of this where we don't have all the answers and it needs to be continual threat hunts that are occurring so that you're constantly analyzing your system as more and more information is released. Yeah, I agree. And Fabian, to your point, just because you have an MDR, we've seen that, just because you have an EDR, EPP, does not mean you're protected, right? If they're whitelisted from that, you're kind of now not seeing that badness that's running on your network. Uh, absolutely. And, and Kevin, I would actually use this as, as a perfect uh, scenario. For example, if you have solar winds and, and you were infected and you had an MDR, make them do a root cause analysis so you understand why they missed it, why they didn't alert on it. Is it something where your MDR is actually whitelisting those applications too and not watching it? And so these are all learning points to, that you can do to help secure your network, especially since this won't be the last time we see a supply chain attack like this in the future, just as Jay and you were talking about. Yeah, so that I think that kind of summarizes what we wanted to cover today. We just wanted to kind of get that message out there, what we're seeing, what, how we're detecting it, um, you know, what we're doing from a pr protection standpoint or a breach response standpoint and, you know, what we're kind of doing as a whole to protect our customers. But again, it's really, we, we've seen it, we've seen it where the customer knows they're compromised. We've seen it where the customer doesn't know that they were compromised. And then we've seen it where they're like, we're not compromised. We already, uh, we already fixed it. And that wasn't true either. Right. So we've kind of seen the whole gamut of it. So we wanted to kind of just get this out there to, to let everyone know what we're seeing how we're seeing it, how it's affecting everybody. And like to Jay's point, I don't think this is over. Like it's not going to be over this month. We, we, we really feel that this is going to go several months into the future, right? Six, seven months, because there's a lot of compromise and there's a lot of unknowns. And then we only know about the solar ones compromise currently. What is it? What else is going to come out, right? We're pretty confident that there'll be other compromises that will, that will show this. Um, but we will see as they happen. But either way, pretty much the, you know, the methods that we talked about, right? Threat hunting, 
collecting memory, doing that analysis of that memory, going into a full breach response and kind of just validating that, re revalidating every partnership that you have and every connection that you have just to establish that it's, that it's been looked at and has been valid. Right. We uh, have now put it into this format where you can go out, um, you can share the link with uh, your peers and other folks in the industry. And, you know, you can always reach out to us if there are topics and things that you want us to discuss and bring up so that we can truly do some information sharing. And, you know, an attack of this magnitude um, shows the validity and the necessity for us to work together as a security community instead of staying in silos. I agree. Appreciate you uh, joining uh, episode seven, the critical update on Sunburst SolarWinds. Um, we appreciate your time and have a good holiday.